Welcome to The Practice, a podcast dedicated to unpacking the challenges and joys of being human in this unprecedented time. Each episode will delve into a different aspect of the practice of living with the goal of leaving you empowered to go out into the world as your best self embodied. Hello, everyone, and as always, thank you so much for taking the time and energy to listen in. I'm your host, Brooke Davidson, and today I am here to speak with you about pausing. So this is something that I think is becoming pretty mainstream in our culture lately, but somehow needs reiteration nonetheless. If you're an avid listener to this podcast, then you've maybe even noticed that I've taken a bit of a pause myself in breaking from the usual weekly schedule and skipping a week last week. And I'm here today simply to discuss some of those benefits of pause and also to really encourage you to maybe plan a pause for yourself. And here's why. Whenever we get caught up in our routines, we find ourselves on a sort of autopilot. This is something that, first of all, is very practical and functional, but second of all, has the potential to take us away from the present moment. Anytime we're on autopilot, we are automatically paying a little bit less attention. And it's easier in those moments, whenever we kind of disengage from the immediate experience, we allow ourselves to be swept away by story. Now, story underlies everything. It is always there. However, story is just that. It's story. And what I mean by that is that Say you every single morning go through the same routine and you go to work and you maybe feel a certain way about your job. And when you're at your job, you let yourself feel that quite deeply and you go through the motions, you do the things that are expected of you, but your entire day is maybe influenced by a certain emotion. That, that emotion is what I would describe as story. And the reason I say that is not to dismiss anything that might be occurring in that given moment, but rather to say that it's all a matter of perspective, right? We have these incredible accounts of people who have been in incredibly tragic and traumatic experiences, but found ways to remain hopeful. And we also have really standard moments of our day-to-day lives that feel really challenging, even when we can logically look at it and say, yeah, this is really okay. This isn't that big of a deal. We still have the underlying story, the underlying emotion that flows through it quite often. And what happens when we take a pause, when we disrupt the routine, is that we allow for energy to kind of move in a different way. And that might sound a little frou-frou, but I mean it in a very literal way. We allow ourselves to maybe change our eating patterns, maybe change our fall asleep and wake up time, maybe change the activities we're doing in a given day, change what normal is. And I personally think that is just a really incredible gift that we can give ourselves. Because every time that we allow ourselves to step away from what we perceive as normal, what we perceive as routine, we remind ourselves that it's just a really small part of the universe. We are living just the smallest sliver of this universe. 
And when we step away from that sliver, we realize, oh, there's so much more out there. And that can be incredibly liberating. It can be liberating in that we see what else exists and we allow ourselves to maybe experience some of those other things. It can also be liberating in that we gain a new perspective of what already exists in our lives. So I'm sure that you've heard and experienced the phrase of, you know, you never know how much you appreciate home until you leave it, right? And once you're away, you can see it a little bit better. And that's true of everything, right? When we're, when we're away from people in our lives, we sometimes gain perspective on who they are and how we feel about them. When we are away from our routines, from our work, from our obligations, from even our hobbies, we gain some perspective and we allow ourselves to, instead of just automatically engaging with these things because it's part of the routine and it's just what we do, we allow ourselves the choice and we say, okay, I've taken a break from this, but now what? Some of these things maybe I've missed and I see the value of and I want to jump back into. Some of the things maybe I'm realizing, like, why do I do this every day? <laughs> you know, um, you may be like a great experience of that is taking breaks from social media. Take a week off of social media and you might find yourself saying, oh, I really see how I use this in a meaningful way. It's my journal or it's my way to connect with like-minded people or whatever it might be. But you might also have the experience of taking a break and coming back and thinking, huh, I didn't miss that. Like, what am I doing here? I'm just creating noise or listening to noise or whatever else it might be. So anyway, that's, that's a really specific example. But ultimately, giving ourselves breaks, giving ourselves chances to step away from what we know, puts us in a position to also learn more. I think that travel is a great example of allowing ourselves to see, oh, I can adapt to new situations, new cultures, new contexts, new places, new routines, and I can be okay. And you know, it's a really small thing, especially when it comes to travel, because it is such a luxurious opportunity in the first place, you know, and it's not, I mean, it's something that a person elects to do, but it's also still a moment of empowerment when we realize that we can change, that we can try new things. I've heard a lot of people lately, and I've noticed it even in myself, talk about how when you're old, you get kind of set in your ways. And whether you know people who that applies to or whether you've noticed it in yourself, the more we age, the more set in our ways we get, I would argue that it's just a matter of conditioning, right? If we've if we've allowed ourselves to age in a way that we have catered to certain things, there are certain patterns that have emerged, then yeah, of course we're going to be more set in that way. It's like rolling a ball one direction, and if you keep rolling it, like if you're following, I'm picturing you know a person crouched down rolling a ball next to them, and every time the ball slows, they you know give it another push. If you keep going in the same direction, like yeah, you're your ball is going to keep building up momentum and it's really just going to head that direction. But if every time you push it, you push it a different direction, then, you know, there's, there's a difference there. There's, there's always 
a possibility to not necessarily get stuck in your way, to not, you know, trudge a trail in one direction, but rather to go multiple directions or go this way and then that way and so on. And so uh, that's kind of a, a poor analogy now that I've said it, but I hope you get the idea that getting set in our ways is something that we cultivate, that we do. And it takes ultimately consciously choosing something aside from that to remind us, like, we don't need to be set. We're set because it's comfortable. We're set because it's what we know. We're set because anytime that there's change, there's a certain amount of inertia to overcome. And the more we do change, the more we select something different for ourselves, the easier that becomes. You know, the more fluid we become. And in that way, the more resilient we become because we find ourselves more adaptable and more open to adversity, more open, not to adversity, that's poor phrasing, but more open um, to facing adversity is what I should say. And ultimately, it's in those moments that we can remind ourselves, hey, I can do these things and I can choose these things and I can come back from this moment of change, this moment of disruption and insert myself in my life into my routine more consciously. I'll give you one more little metaphor here and hopefully it's more articulate than the other couple have been. When I'm teaching a yoga class there's inevitably moments where the class is in downward facing dog, right? That is a pose that is in every single yoga class that I've ever been to anyway. And in that shape, we find ourselves often reverting to the same things. Okay, I get here and I bicycle my heels a little bit. I wiggle my hips a little bit. I take a couple breaths. And pretty soon we, we do that shape so often, if you practice yoga regularly, that there's a default. And I consciously encourage myself and my students, when you enter downward facing dog, do something a little bit different. Like notice what your body goes to naturally and then speed it up or slow it down or add a different movement than you normally do or do it in a different order than you normally do, right? Anytime that we go off of the default, off of script per se, we bring our attention to the moment. We become mindful. And becoming mindful makes everything, in a way, easier. Because that story, that underlying emotion, is less prevalent. Instead of being swept away on that more abstract plane, we find ourselves more immediately engaged in the moment. And we're responding instead of reacting. And that makes a whole world of difference, not just in the result, but also in our experience of that exact moment. I hope that this made some sort of sense. I hope that this resonates with you. And I hope that you allow yourself a break from the routine, even if in the smallest ways, just to shake things up a bit, just to reorient a little bit, just to re-engage a little bit more mindfully. Thank you so much for listening.
To follow along with my work, you can find me on Instagram at brook underscore being. If you're interested in contacting me for a private yoga or life coach consult, please send an inquiry to brookdavidsonyoga at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.